This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals get a lead, but again fall to the Bruins, this time in double overtime. Nick Dowd giveth, and Nick Dowd taketh away, and a realistic must-win coming for the Capitals tomorrow in game four. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, May 20th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Craig Smith scored 548 into double overtime last night, lifting the Bruins to another come-from-behind win in this series. Final score, Bruins three, Capitals two. A tough pill to swallow, Ben, for Washington, who now needs a win tomorrow in game four to avoid going down three games to one in the series. You win tomorrow, it's a best of three, and you have home ice. You lose tomorrow, it's going to be a tough road back. Yeah, and you get the feeling here, especially based off of the overtime and the double OT last night, John, that seemingly momentum on Boston's side now heading into game four. Capitals have several questions still with lineup decisions and the health front, and we'll see what the status is of Lars Eller here moving forward. The Capitals dealing with the injury bug. They're fighting some things, and really they look gas last night in overtime and, and the second OT period. And unfortunate that it was ultimately a gaffe, a miscommunication between Samsonov and Justin Schultz that opened the door for the eventual game winner from Craig Smith. And I say it's unfortunate for Ilya Samsonov, who otherwise showed himself tremendously well. But as far as which was the better team last night in game three, certainly as the game went along, I'll say the Boston Bruins were the deserving team of the win. You know, the Capitals with an uphill climb here. We knew it wasn't going to be easy and it's a challenge. And certainly the Boston Bruins uh, proving their worth here three games in. One of the hallmarks of the win in 2018 was being able to lock down leads. And if you had the lead, you didn't have a thing to worry about. And that's just not the case right now with the Capitals. This is two straight games now where the Capitals had a lead in the third period. In game two at Capital One Arena, they had a lead with less than three minutes to go. Last night, the same thing happens. Nick Dowd with a goal that happened late in the second period, but he takes a bad penalty in the third period that opens up the door. And as you said at the time, you invite the Bruins back into the game. And sure enough, the Capitals never really got it back after that. The rest of the third period, you're chasing. The rest of overtime and into a second overtime, they were hanging on for dear life. The fresher, better team in overtime won the game last night. It may have come on a fluky goal, but they could have won it a half dozen times in the first OT alone, and the Capitals never really got many chances against Tuka Rask after the regulation period had ended. No, and and where it got away from them again, they have a 2-1 lead going into the third period. And early in the third, this was different than in game two, I thought, John. Early in the third period, last night in game three, Capitals had sustained pressure. They were spending time in Boston's end. They had a few shifts in succession where that forecheck was working very well. In other words, they were protecting a lead, but they were spending time in Boston's. I thought early on in the third period, Capitals were doing a very good job. Maybe hard to do that for the duration of the third period for all 20 minutes, but the turning point again, midway through the third period, the high-sticking call on Nick Dowd, who again, not unlike Ilya Samsonov, it's a blemish on his record from last night's Game 3 for Dowd, just as the costly turnover from Samsonov in double OT was a gaffe on his part but for Nick Dowd who otherwise has been very good that was a costly mistake and sure enough 32 seconds into that power play Boston converts and yes momentum was on their side the rest of the way and you sort of felt it was a matter of time before they would ultimately cash in they dictated play the rest of the third period especially early in overtime and into the OT periods and it was just that 
penalty that was really a turning point in the game. Boston tied it up and eventually took care of it in the second overtime period. Beginning of the game last night, prior to going on air, the warm-up at TD Garden, kind of a little bit of chaos. No Daniel Sprong, Daniel Carr in there. That we did expect. What we did not expect was Lars Eller to not be out there. We weren't sure about Evgeny Kuznetsov. We really didn't think Ilya Samsonov was going to be leading him down the tunnel. So all of those things happen. And now you're looking at a different team and they did a lot of changes, most of them because they had to, they were dealing with injuries, but Samsonov's first game in 18 days, he didn't even have a full practice since his return. He had a game day skate and a couple of optionals. I thought he had a great start in the first period. He stopped all 10. He faced a point blank shot by Bergeron. Then he got better as the game went on. He was brilliant in overtime. No way does that game go more than two or three minutes. If he doesn't come up with those stops, right at the very beginning of overtime. I thought he was good all the way into the second OT. Yeah, the, the game winner was a tough one, but blemish or no, I think that Elia, considering the amount of time he was gone, the circumstances coming back and said, you know what? I got to do better. I got to help the team. He put him in a position to win, and I think he gets a lot of credit for that. I was actually, I was talking about it with Tom Galitti yesterday on Caps game day. We were talking about Kuznetsov, but you could apply this to Samsonov as well. Put the Capitals in a tough spot down the stretch and to start the postseason. Both of them did based on their unavailability, we'll say, late in the regular season and to start the playoffs. And I asked Tom about Kuznetsov along the lines of you figure when he comes back, maybe it'll take a few games for him to get his legs under him. But at some point, he's got to be motivated to, to earn the trust back of his teammates. Maybe he feels he owes the teammates something. And Ilya Samsonov last night, he certainly gave his team everything he could in his first game back. And again, kept them in the game, gave them the opportunity to potentially take a two games to one series lead. He didn't look to miss a beat and hardly eased into it either. You know, it was a, early on, as you noted, in the first period, Boston was throwing all kinds of rubber his way, probably by design, but Samsonov was up to that early challenge. Again, at least an encouraging sign moving forward here, despite the loss. All right, you know, Samsonov is back. Hopefully he recovers from this game and, and the wear and tear didn't take too much out of him, but I would assume he's good to go for game four on Friday and something the Capitals could potentially build off of. Because to your point, Boston had so many grade A scoring opportunities and Samsonov up to the challenge and turned several of them aside. Again, the eventual game winner notwithstanding. All right, so now you got to look forward, and this is, as we said, a realistic must-win. If you lose, you will still be playing hockey. There will be a game five, but you're going to be down three games to one, and now the mountain to get over is certainly daunting. But no Lars Heller. That's a big void to fill, and now with time running short, you have to wonder if he's going to be able to give it a go in game four. I got to believe Daniel Sprong gets back in. I wanted Daniel Sprong in a lineup, to be honest, anyway. I'm not the coach, but I, I like his offensive ability, and this team's having trouble scoring goals at five-on-five five in this series. So I got to believe he's back in for sure, if for no other reason he's fresh legs and no one else has them at this point. But I think some of the things we may be looking at at forward, maybe some shifting around, maybe Michael Roffel can get back on the wing. If Lars Eller's able to go, TJ Oshie was on the top line. There's a lot of things and moving parts. When they get to the morning skate tomorrow, I would not be surprised if we saw some different wrinkles. Yeah, and I think Lars Eller is the big the big wild card in all this. I understand what you're saying about the Sprong car switch and and is there an appetite to get Daniel Sprong back in there and, and his offensive upside and the sniper ability. The one quote-unquote concern I would have with that is I still wonder, I don't think Daniel Sprong still ever earned the trust of LaViolette in terms of defensive responsibilities 
And if that's the case, I think you either have to put him on a line with Evgeny Kuznetsov and just say that's a an offensive upside trio, whoever rounds it out, and, and they'll be used in offensive zone situations, face-offs, et cetera. If you split them, you're dealing with a little bit of a defensive liability, I think, on multiple lines. And then if Bruce Cassidy and the Bruins have the advantage of the last change, I think they could use that to their advantage. Again, I'm not suggesting Daniel Carr is, you know, a Selkie Trophy winner there, but I, I think there might be a little bit more of a trust factor in that regard with him. And Sprong has his shortcomings in that area. And Peter Laviolette has not been afraid to, to share that uh, even publicly in, in media sessions. That's an area they were still looking for Sprong to clean up. So there is the offensive upside. I wonder about the 200 foot game. Maybe that had something to do with it. But I think at the end of the day, the real wild card here is Lars Eller. And if you just look at last night's game, even with the double overtime, Daniel Carr's ice time was 10 minutes and change. If you have Lars Eller in, he's playing north of 20 minutes and the minutes get distributed a little bit more evenly, maybe among some of the forwards. And obviously we know everything that Lars Eller brings and the two-way game and the ability to go up against Bergeron, all those attributes we've been talking about Lars Eller with. I think he was missed and, you know, hopefully for his sake and the team's sake, he gets a speedy recovery and is able to go for game four, perhaps as, uh, as soon as game four here. Your thoughts on Evgeny Kuznetsov's game last night. If you were looking for an opportunity to ramp up very quickly, I guess he got that because there was a lot of ice time when you get into double OT. I don't know that I would go so far to say as he was overly effective. Some of that could be rust. Some of that, I mean, Ilya Samsonov seemed to overcome that pretty well. I don't know that Evgeny was all that effective, but he was out there and he worked through the power play and he worked through at five on five. Thoughts on his night, first of all, and can we expect maybe better from him now that he's got a game under his belt for the game tomorrow night? Yeah, I hope so. I was surprised to see him play as much as he did. I mean, again, a guy who also was not eased into this game. He ended up skating 26 minutes, 41 seconds. Only Ovechkin skated more as far as the forwards were concerned. So there was no monitoring of his ice time or, or minutes here. So if he made it through that, hopefully he's okay as far as the conditioning and the game shape is concerned. I uh, was a little disturbed, John, that on his very first shift of the night, he decided it would be a good idea to do a drop pass to Alex Ovechkin, which the Bruins said, thank you very much, took it the other way for an odd man rush. It eventually resulted in Ovechkin getting called for a two-minute minor as he was working his way, hustling back on the back check. Didn't think that was a great First impression from Kuznetsov thought as the game went along, he settled in and he got better in the face-off circle as well as the game went along. But I would think for Evgeny Kuznetsov, there's ultimately a, another gear. Capitals could use more from Evgeny Kuznetsov for a first game to have played more than 20, uh, almost 27 minutes. Good for him. And hopefully then starting on Friday in game four, he's good to, to find the back of the net or contribute and create a little bit more offensive scoring opportunities. If you end up getting a win in Boston, that's all you had to come here to do. You didn't get to do it last night, but if you do it tomorrow, you're still right where you want to be. You've got home ice and it turns it into a best of three. Yeah, so we'll see how they respond on Friday. My thought too, John here to be aware of, to be wary of I think the Boston Bruins continue. I think a case could be made. They've been better each game in this series. They're trending in the right direction. And the other guy I want to put the spotlight to for Boston We've spoken a lot about Brad Marchand. We've spoken a lot about Taylor Hall, Patrice Bergeron. You know who just needs to finish now is David Pasternak. He had a lot of looks last night. He had a game-high nine shots on goal. Samsonov stopped them all. But David Pasternak, I know you've referenced on the broadcast how he went a little bit dry for his standards late in the regular season. I think he's waiting to break out and somebody who certainly the Capitals are aware of, but someone who, you know, with a 2-1 series lead now for Boston, you wonder, well, what's still to come for them? 
I think number 88 has the potential to break out as well. Should note before we leave you, the Capitals are going to skate today, an optional skate at 1230 at TD Garden, and there'll be some media availability after. A little surprised about that, but uh, that is going to be something that happens today. So with that, we will have the show again here tomorrow. That will take us up into Caps game day at 4 o'clock tomorrow, our pregame coverage right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Caps and Bruins, Caps now trailing in the series two games to one after a 3-2 to two loss in double overtime. Craig Smith getting the OT winner last night. Ben, have yourself a good Thursday. Happy Thursday, John. Enjoy Boston. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.